Hello and welcome to Inside the Pod from the Processors and Growers Research Organisation. This is our first episode of 2024, so Happy New Year to all of our listeners. And those of you who joined us last year when we launched the podcast will know that we focused a lot on combining peas and beans. But we're now in January, um, everybody's seemingly on a health kick, so it seems appropriate to talk about peas in their vegetable form. So today we're going to be having a look at the Yes Peas campaign, which is from the British Growers Association and delivered by the Hatch PR agency. And I'm delighted to have representatives from both today. I've got Stephen Francis, who's the managing director of Fen Peas here with me. Good afternoon, Stephen. Good afternoon, Ben. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you very much. And to you. And also Ruby Mortimer and Emily Boswell from Hatch. Hello to you both. Hi, Happy New Year. Thank you. And we will start with Stephen. Um, for those, Stephen, who aren't perhaps aware of the BGA and who you are and what you do, do you want to just briefly outline what the BGA is and, uh, and what it aims to do for farmers? So the BGA does represent various uh, crops throughout the UK, vining peas, as we're discussing today, being one of them. They also represent the Leek Association, the Brassica Association, carrots, so on and so forth. And it's basically looking after all these crops in terms of getting a voice into government. And in particular, what we're talking about here today, promotional activity. Um, and how this really all started was, I'm going to say off the top of my head, probably about 18, 19 years ago, might even been a bit longer, Harvester restaurants that uh, we've probably all been in at some stage of our lives decided that they would stop serving peas on their plates because they were getting them returned to their kitchen and thought it was a waste, which is true. Um, this got reported in the national press and uh, as an industry we decided to get together with a voluntary levy and you know find a promotional company that could help us promote peas. We got to the bottom of what was harvesters issue that they were understandably buying let's call them cost effective peas right. whereas with just another penny a kilo 2p a kilo they could get some good quality peas. So that sort of got us going and we got a good response from that and so we thought well let's try it a bit more and then an opportunity arose in 2007 I think it was or eight to take a pea harvester down to the Lord Mayor's show in London and put it in the parade and you know that show itself or the parade has got a long history and I think has been going for well over 100 years and only stopped once during World War II. And we were very lucky we were near the front of the parade and got an awful lot of coverage via Claire Boulding on the BBC. So all of a sudden, websites were being hit, emails were being hit, and we just thought, oh, gosh, we need to think about this. You know, it's, it gandered a following. And so we thought we've got a bit more to do here. It's amazing, uh, yeah, set of circumstances. I mean, it's yeah, it's always fascinating how a small issue like peas being returned to a kitchen can kick off such a, a lasting campaign as it as it has done. Um, so, how do you kind of how do you sort of go about creating that that campaign? Did you sort of come together as an industry and decide what what objectives you had, or was it just a, was it a lot simpler than that? Was it just that we need to bang the drum to get people to eat more peas? Because it's you know, it's not there's lots of different ways you could have gone with it. 
Well, yeah, I think initially it was a damage limitation um, rather than have it get out of control and other people saying, well, ours are being returned as well. Initially, damage limitation as an industry, the BGA put it to us that if we all contributed a small amount of money, it's not a significant amount we have to play with, that um, something could be achieved and Prior to Hatch, we had another uh, promotional company in North Lincolnshire that started to do this for us. And we started to create recipes as well, so that rather than everybody thinking that peas were a side dish, peas actually become the ingredient or an ingredient. Um, and so we then built up a recipe bank, which the girls can talk about and we'll tell you about the website and everything. But uh, Peas could be a part of your dinner every night of the week and a very, using as an ingredient, a very good way to get healthy um, food into young children as well. Ruby, perhaps can I ask you, what? so can you just outline Hatch's involvement in the campaign? When when did you get involved and, and what do you do for people who under, don't understand perhaps what, a, what an agency like yourself does? Can you just outline what the, what the sort of process is in that? Certainly. So um, Hatch, we are a creative communications agency. Um, so we specialise in all things PR, content, social media and activation. And um, we've got offices in Leeds and in London. Um, and we've just celebrated our 15 year anniversary. Um, so we do a lot of work um, with brands in the food and drink industry. Um, and we've got lots of experience kind of, you know, delivering food and Bev um, PR campaigns, um, you know, from doing sampling events to launching new products and recipes. Um, as well as delivering kind of content and social driven strategies that are specifically for the food and drink markets. So we've been working with um, Yes Peas since 2015 um, and, you know, have launched lots of different activities um, since we started working with the guys. So things from Great British Pea Week um, all the way through to our Young Pea Chef of the Year and the Pea Emoji campaign and lots of amazing and exciting activity, which we'll come on to um, in a bit more detail later. Um, but overall, our job really is just to get um, everyone talking about peas whether that's in the media um or you know on social media as well yeah so they i guess those channels are the key thing aren't they you you can't just create a press release or a video and just push it out there and hope that everyone's going to watch it and go oh great i'm going to now eat loads of peas and tell all my friends and family about it you have to create bespoke content and messaging in each channel so, and, and i guess that's that's quite difficult because people consume information from so many different sources now, don't they? 100%. Um, I mean, I'm sure Emily will have more to add on this, but, um, you know, we always look at what's trending um, and, you know, what consumers are reading, what are they, you know, watching and that sort of thing. So, you know, obviously with social media, it's absolutely blown up um, over the past, you know, few years. Um, you know, the introduction of TikTok, which was kind of went massive in uh, covid and things like that um but yeah we've we have to look at what's trending and, and what and how we can tap into that and make peas part of that conversation um, and i think you know we can do that in a really fun and playful way and um, but also you know acknowledging um kind of the other kind of serious stuff as well so you know um shouting about all of the hard work that the industry do to bring our peas from field to frozen so emily what sort of content and um materials do you create to promote peas i mean all, absolutely all sorts <laughs> um so it, it ranges as steve mentioned we've got a whole bank of recipes um so for us that's 
that's the kind of inspiring element um, of things. So, you know, obviously in lots of newspapers, you'll see there are kind of columns where they include, um, you know, weekday dinner inspiration. So it's, you know, we'll be speaking with journalists and magazines about placing our recipes in those. We'll also, you know, share those across our channels. We've got them all on our website as well. Um, But then it's, you know, we've got loads of kind of really important messages that we're trying to communicate across all of our, our channels. So we've got you know, we want to educate on the sustainability side of things as well. So, we, you know, we're communicating about, you know, the zero waste of peas. Um, and also, you know, we've got the the cost effective um, nature of them as well. Obviously, they're yeah. so cheap um, and cost of living, food inflation, you know, is there's so many different messages and all of those kind of lends itself to a different type of content. Um, so whether it's, you know, we've got data about, you know how how sales have increased or you know we've got google searches that we can see have increased for frozen peas since kind of food inflation has taken hold so whether it's kind of sharing that side of things we've partnered with um, a nutritionist before to kind of share the the health benefits especially in terms of um, digestive health which is obviously gut health is a big focus at the moment for consumers so there's so many different angles and different types of content that we can be creating um, but fundamentally it all kind of comes back to our our kind of key objectives of kind of engaging educating and inspiring really. So is that your kind of overall goal of the campaign obviously you want people to to eat more peas that's that's obvious but to, to, in order for them to do that is that is it sort of that engagement is it getting them to think a little bit more about the, the food that they're buying or the, the price you know it, it, what is the sort of main objective do you see yeah it, I would say that 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 is our, our main objective it is kind of inspiring them to use it via education of why they should be having more peas you know the fact that that it does support local British farmers the fact that it is so good for the environment compared with so many other vegetables the fact that it's so cheap like there's there's just so many benefits to peas and as far as I'm concerned there's no downside to peas so I think we should all be eating them every day (laughs) and if you're listening and you know of a downside to a pea then certainly send it in we'll be interested (laughs) to, uh, to hear what you think um Stephen, how, how has this campaign been received by growers generally? Obviously, it's been going on for, for many years now, and it's, it will have changed hugely over that time. But um, just sort of generally from your networks that you move in, are they are they sort of aware of the campaign, engaged in it? You know, how, how do they receive it? Yeah, they're very much uh, aware of it and are indeed engaged in it. And we're continually putting um, information out to them as to what we're doing. And if Hatch get a lead and they have a newspaper or somebody in the media wants to talk to somebody, they will put that out to the various people so everybody can get involved. I think the other thing that we haven't mentioned is that it's not just the growers involved in this. It's a real collaboration from the whole industry. We have got seed houses, obviously people we buy pea seed off that contribute to uh, the cost of the campaign. Our customers, the processors, they also contribute to the campaign. And you know, we could actually probably sit on our hands and do nothing because we are very close to being 100% self-sufficient of um, our consumption of peas in the UK. But it's important that people understand, as Emily and Ruby said, what the benefits are of them as well in their diet, um, the environmental credentials of them as well. They don't to grow them. They don't require any um 
manufactured fertilizer they produce their own fertilizer uh, dare I say it, they are so much more sustainable than flying in avocados from Mexico and all around the world, but that will come up, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, everybody's aware of it, but it's a, it is a huge collaboration. We've even got machinery manufacturers that are specialised machinery manufacturers that contribute to the campaign. They all see a value in it, and when we do have the opportunity to put let's call it a fun event on something like a meeting in the field during great british pee week with journos and radio various people you know our growers or our contributors do rock up and support us so it is very very much a collaborative team effort of the uk pea industry yeah, it's, that's quite unique, really, as well, isn't it? When you look at lots of other, um, I'm going to call it a generic food marketing campaigns that some other sectors embark on, and you quite often get a split in whether people think that it's worth it or not worth it. Um, but I think just by evidence, by what you've just said there, the whole industry is behind this and engaged in it. So it really shows that that strength of feeling and, and probably leads to some good results, I'm guessing, Ruby. Have you, have you got a, sort of a steer on what kind of impact this campaign has had? Um, I don't know what sort of time measurement you want to give to that, but um, are there any sort of stats that you like to, to talk to the BGA or to growers about how well it works? Absolutely. So um, obviously it can be a little bit tricky sometimes trying to show um, overall, um, you know, measurements and that success. But yeah. our goal is to educate people on the whole growing process um, and the benefits of peas. Um, and we would mainly measure success via kind of securing coverage and um, how many people those articles or, um, you know, broadcast pieces reach and um, engagement on social media, but also looking at how all of that contributes to increased sales of peas. So say for 2023 was probably um, one of our best years today um, from a performance perspective. So we secured 188 pieces of media coverage um, and we featured in key titles. So from featuring in The Guardian, The Times, um, stylist magazine and um, we had some segments on bbc morning today um, and then featuring in those key trade titles like the grocer as well um, and it was a real kind of variety so anything from recipe content and um, all the way through to industry news um, you know as emily mentioned tapping into various trends from kind of um you know digestive health benefits of peas and one really interesting stat that we found is for every one pound that we've spent on the campaign this year, we've reached um, almost 30,000 pea lovers nationwide, which is just fantastic. Um, so we're really kind of making the budget work um, and really having impact there. I think another thing as well is from our social following, and we've increased that by 10% last year, which is fantastic. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I think the real thing that we find with our YesP social media channels, so we're across kind of Instagram and X, formerly Twitter, um, our engagement rate sits at 5.4%. Now the average um, industry average sits at around between one to two percent. So we know that all of our followers um, and people that are kind of engaging with our content, they really, really um, are invested kind of in learning about how to create and do more in terms of recipes with peas um, alongside kind of following the journey that they go through um, in the pea harvest. So um, yeah, some really, really amazing results we've had um, this year. I have to say, I always look at your posts because I want to see which pea pun you've come up with next, because it's probably the most punned vegetable 
I can't think of another one that's um, yeah, that's taken to it quite so well. So um, yeah, keep up the good work on that. I do enjoy yeah, finding out your, your creativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love a people and absolutely. Even <laughs> just while we're just chatting as a team, we'll just see how many we can weave in into general conversation. So I'm glad that someone else is picking up on, yeah. on all of our efforts. <laughs> right, so yeah, it's, it's your office and me by the sounds of it. So that's good. Um, <laughs> Emily, have you got a sort of a favourite or most successful piece of, of content or piece of work that you've done since you've been working on the campaign, something that's really sort of stood out for you? Oh, that's oh, that's a really tough one. Um, there are there are definitely a few that stand out. One of them has to be the P emoji landing on keyboards. Oh, yes, that was brilliant. Um, yeah. So that was kind of lobbied for by the SP's campaign. Um, that took a fair few years, actually, to to get that <laughs> to finally. Who, who do you lobby? Presumably not Rishi Sunak, but who do you lobby for um, yeah, to get a P emoji included? Um, I've forgotten the name of the um, organisation. It's, it's got me to give you a lead on consortium that. Or something. Yeah, I, I just as a slight throwaway comment probably about 10 years ago said you know as you can see I'm of an age where I'm probably late to technology but I do enjoy using it and emojis and I said this is absolutely ridiculous we have not got a P emoji and somebody tried to get one a number of years ago but what you have to do you have to apply to a company called Unicode and they sit, I think, twice or three times a year to decide. They look at what's coming. They look at trends on various things that's going on. So they have to consider uh, the world news and how things are moving. And then we did seem to be getting on very well with it. And then COVID came along and it got delayed. And then um, Hatch... Uh, really went to town on promoting it. We had a petition online. There it is. That, There's, another um, <laughs> There's the pun. People, yeah, people <laughs> joined in and signed, and uh, we had a peapod appear at the gates of Downing Street, on the right side of the gates, I must add. Um, <laughs> and so it gandered a bit of momentum. And then lo and behold, about, oh, when was it? It was towards the end of 2022. Unicode announced that on the next launch or updates, which were going to happen January 23, the P-Emoji would be available and out it shot. And we were absolutely thrilled. Yeah. Open top bus tours through Lincolnshire, I expect, when that was announced. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. A drink was had. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Ruby, you've talked a little bit about trends and how you can sort of use those as leverage to get your campaign mentioned in the media. Um, have you? What's your sort of best example of, of how that's worked? Um, so I think one really good example that we had is obviously we run a Great British Pee Week, which happens on the first week of July every year. Um, so we kind of shine a light on that six week um, harvesting season in the UK. Um, so last year, what we did is we utilised data um, surrounding kind of the ongoing cost of living crisis. And we found that demand for peas had increased by about 20 percent year on year. Uh, with Brits kind of, you know, looking to reduce food costs where they can. So we found that data really interesting and we used that alongside some data from a platform called a GWI to kind of find out where Brits are looking to reduce the cost of their shopping. So they're opting for, you know, more cost-effective supermarkets like your Aldi and your Lidl's. And um, so we pulled that together and we got some amazing coverage from that. Um, and we also included some Kantar data as well um, from the British Frozen Food Federation, um, which kind of showed an increase of more than 10% in cash terms compared to previously through July um, for kind of sales and frozen peas. 
Um, and following getting coverage from that, we received some amazing um, kind of contact from the New York Times, um, who they actually came along and visited um, Stephen and the team in Boston and um, to run a full page spread on kind of how 2023 is the year of peace. Wow. Um, just kind of shout about everything. And they covered everything um, really from, you know, the growing process all the way to the factories um, and utilize that data. So. Um, I think that was probably one of my highlights of 2023 for the ESPs campaign. Yeah, I bet that's great, isn't it? You just uh, with the the way that news spreads digitally worldwide so quickly these days, you just you sometimes come across these crazy stories where journalists are just looking for something a bit different. And um, yeah, great that they followed it up and came all the way over to see that. Yeah, um, as well, um, obviously we have um, you know there's so much kind of doom and gloom in the world, and I think peace is such a you know interesting topic um, and something a bit different. And I think um, all of the journalists that we speak to um, and kind of you know media contact are really really keen to just find out more and learn something new yeah um and emily i've got in my notes here to ask you about peas on toast and literally that's all i've got here i don't know uh, i don't know anything more about it so come on what, what's all that about yes um yeah so as Stephen mentioned earlier obviously you know peas are so sustainable um and obviously a big trend that we have seen in recent years is the smashed avocado on toast um so we noticed from Google Trends that um, searches for avocado on toast are actually declining, um, whereas peas on toast are on the increase, um, which is obviously absolutely wonderful for us. And it's such a, a more sustainable and cheaper version um, of avocado on toast. So we obviously pulled all this data. I think we have about three or four different recipes for, for smashed peas on toast, however you want to have them with halloumi or induya or however um so we pulled together our, our recipes and, and that data and again kind of shared it with the media shared it online um and that got some incredible pickups so it, it was picked up by um the guardian and the telegraph and from that then ended up also on um, bbc breakfast which was wonderful um and then as a result of all of that coverage it got noticed by waitrose um and then about I think it was December last year, they pulled together their their kind of food and, and drink trends report of the year. And peas on toast was included in that um, as a result yeah. of all of that coverage. And within that, they had their own stats as well about how their sales of peas had gone up as well. So it's just it's just a really nice kind of case study of, of the kind of snowball effect that it can it can have and just show how it really is kind of inspiring usage across the nation, which is just absolutely what our goal is. Yeah, no, it's very on trend then, isn't it? But yeah, peas on toast. Never tried that. That's going to be one for one for the weekend. I'll have a, I'll have a go on that on Monday. So, so. We'll send you the link to the recipes afterwards. Yeah, do. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and finally, people who are listening to this want to see all of the content and what the campaign's all about. Where's the best place or places for them to go? Best places to go are our social media channels um, or our website. So on social media, our handles are YesPeas. And if you want to go to our website, it's peas.org. Um, so yeah, definitely kind of engage with us on there. Check out our recipes online. Um, tag us in everything. Uh, we absolutely love to see our community get engaged with us. Um, and the big one for us is get involved with Great British Pea Week in, in July. Um, use the hashtag either Great British Pea Week or GBPW if you want to go short um and yeah just just get involved use peas you know cook new recipes with them and just yeah just engage with the campaign 
engage with peace yeah, yeah. there will be some there will be something on all those channels and websites that will appeal to everybody <laughs> you've done this before haven't you there he is <laughs> <laughs> well thank you all for joining me this afternoon if you've liked this episode and you want to hear more from inside the pod then have a look at our profiles on wherever you get your uh, podcast episodes from and make sure you subscribe so that you're alerted every time we produce a new episode and um, we'll say thanks very much to all my guests today and we'll see you next time <laughs>